Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning. This is Sunday morning in the Word where we study the Word of God systematically. You know, I am delighted to know that our Father is at work doing great things. Uh, um doing great things and great exploits before us. And so today I want to encourage you to take new territory. That's going to be a little mini-series that we're going to do. I may pick it up next Thursday. Well, no, I won't pick it up next Thursday, next Sunday. But I want to talk about taking new territories, actualizing our greater works. All right, let's pray and get right into it. I'm going to be brief today, but I think we'll be relevant for the cause that is at hand. Let's pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to give us greater understanding on who we are and what we're called to do. Let people know that we're on the air, but um, even if we're not, um, if you're not able to join us on the air, downloading the material is just as great because the material and the information does, does not change. It is archived for your benefit. So please enjoy our archive. We have hundreds and thousands of hours there. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made and rejoice and are glad. We do thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as that educator and guide to give me the articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. In the next few minutes, I want to talk about taking new territory. It's a familiar text, but we're coming at it from a different vantage point. Amen. And so um, I want to encourage you again to get uh, get your um, pens out and pads for the sake of taking those and keeping records. John 14 11 through 13 says, believe, it, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or believe me else for the very works that verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You know, the scripture is very powerful because Jesus is putting um, his integrity on the line. He's saying that everything that I'm doing, if you believe, you will do an even greater because of where I'm going. And because of where he was going, he was going at the right hand of the Father. He was going to offer his body as appropriation for sin. He was going to the Father so that we could have access by faith uh, to that life that he died for us to achieve. And he and he leaves us with this, this 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 awareness that we have been given power to achieve God's best in the earth 
to the extent that the things that he did that superseded history, superseded nature, superseded time, we can do an even better. He left his future, his inheritance, his portions, all of his goods, everything he possessed to those that would believe on him. And then he says to them, if you ask, and, and I want you to understand that ask is not praying. It's making a request. It's appealing. It's a petition. If you ask in the authority in which I've given you, what was the authority that he gave? That the works that we would produce would be greater than the works that he did on the earth. That's the authority that we have. He said, I will do it that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Because I want the world to see my Father's glory. Father's glory, amen. Now, Ephesians 2.10, Proverbs 16, 3-5, Colossians 3.23, and 2 Corinthians chapter 8, all give us work ethic theology. It implies that all that we do and who we are for God, all that we do for God. See, I, I want to pay attention to that, that part that says, what shall you, know, you shall do in my name? See, it's something about being back to the authority of the Lord Jesus when you go about professing and doing what God has anointed you to do. Whatever you do in my name, that will I do. So let us also know that there's a partnership, partnership with with the Lord Jesus that we undertake when we actually actualize those things which we do under his authority. That's a that's a new territory. Are you in partnership with the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you in partnership with God so much so that what you do, Jesus can say, I'll back it up. I'll back it up. And we as Christians have to, in every area of our life, examine if the Lord Jesus can do that. Now, how do we do that? We do that by simply... Embracing God's ultimate design for why we're here. See, we've got to gain, a, gain an awareness of God's plan for our lives. It is in the discovering of our unique purposes, our God-given purposes, or our united purposes and our universal purposes that we, we find out exactly God's ultimate design for our lives. What do I mean by that? When I say a unique purpose, God is able to use the ability, characteristics, and traits that, that identify who you really are. And after that, he not only identifies you with those traits and abilities and empowers you innately, but then he unites you. And this is the key. Some things will not come to fruition in your life until you connect with other people that will pull on the potential that you have. They will pull on the potential that you have. Amen? And, 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 and when you work with them, it will unlock the universal plan for the ages of how you connect to 
the continuum of time for God for God's advancement and God's glory. But a lot of times in this narcissistic society that focuses on me and my three, we have done a horrible job of 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 really talking about the power of united purpose. And so one of the things in embracing God's ultimate design is to find out how we connect to God's overall plan. And some of those plans will never be realized until we connect with other people. Also, we've got to gather, uh, gather clarity on the direction that God wants us to go. See, he says he knows the plans that he has for you and that God will make plain paths for your feet. So in Jeremiah 29 and Psalms 26, uh, the scripture let us, uh, know that we shouldn't lean to our own understanding, but we should be we should be pre, we should be operating operating in the priorities of our predestination, and we can only do that when we gain a clarity on the direction that God wants to go in life. God even lets us know that He will show us the places in which we should live. I got to hurry on. We also must grow in the nature of God. See. The Bible says the distinction between Moses and the children of Israel, even though Moses never entered into the promised land, he did see it, and God had equipped him to lead it. His reaction to reverting to what the people thought caused him to miss it. But he was still God's man because the Lord buried him. The Lord honored him. The Lord completed his work, and the Lord provided someone to continue on the work that he had invested. He was never able to enter into the territory that was new for him because he had old ways that he reverted to. Yet in his example, we do see that he had an understanding on the ways of God versus the acts of God. And your relationship is always predicated on your ability to understand the Lord's way. Of course, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the closer you are to the Lord Jesus, the more confidence you will have in knowing God's plan for your life. And the only way you'll do that is by obtaining his nature. Peter picks it up and says, we are partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Denying ungodliness and the lustful passions thereof, we have confidence in this life because we know to live as Christ and to die as gains. So we have to allow um, that the revelation of First Peter chapter 2 and 2 and Second Peter chapter 3, 18, to do diligence in the world to translate our reality. And also it's affirmed in First Thessalonians 1, 3. Grace and peace be multiplied through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ according to his divine power, which have given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby we are given exceeding and precious promises that we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. So we, we have to embrace God's ultimate design by gaining awareness of God's ultimate plan for our lives and gather clarity for the direction from God and then grow in the nature of God. Also, we have to reflect on the image we carry within. It is that which releases us to this excellence 
and the excellence of God's nature. Amen. And then we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us because we resolve to live the best in life. Amen. And I've often said this to reflect on Daniel because Daniel gives give five traits. He had the spirit of God, which was character. He had knowledge, understanding, interpretation, and problem-solving skills. And one of the things that happens when we have the Holy Spirit within us, those things come to fruition because the spirit of God does everything in decency and in order. He gives us character, knowledge, understanding, interpretation, and how to resolve the issues in our life. That's how we know we're led by the Holy Spirit. Those things come to pass. We can reflect on uh, Daniel having an excellent spirit within him, which empowers his reliance upon the Spirit of God to be able to interpret the, the dilemma that was at hand in his day. And so God empowered him with that, and as a result, he was able to do great exploits in the earth because he was willing to embody the reliance upon the Holy Spirit, the resolve reflection on the image that we carry and the resolve to live God's quality and God's best. Amen. Thank God for Reverend Biffin. She is such a great person. Praise the Lord. And uh, I know you're going to be excited. This is just a plug-in. She's going to be doing a lot more teaching, a lot more quantity. Amen. That's that's random, but I can be random. It's my safe. Amen. <laughs> So now here, I want us to um, understand this, and I want to conclude with this in the last few minutes that I have. Our engagement in the culture of, of, of this world with the grace that we carry. You know, it says, God who was rich in mercy, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 10 says, for his great love where he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, to quicken us together with Christ, by grace we are saved. And has raised us up together and made us to sit with uh, sit in heavenly places in Christ, that in the ages to come we might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us through Christ. Therefore, by grace are you saved. He repeats that through faith, though this is an action which causes you to live. And I love Reverend Mrs. Breland, um, Reverend Selena Olivia's uh, definition of faith: faith being the reality and the lifestyle which God God has empowered us to achieve. You know what I'm saying? Faith is life, for the just shall live by faith. That is a great definition of faith. Of course, you know, faith is effective. Faith is the subject of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, but that's not defining it. But we do know that those who have been justified, those who have been made right with God to carry out God's plan and to, and, and to stand in his stead just and by, his, by the verdict of his mercy, he enables us to live by faith, for the just live by faith. So faith is a lifestyle. And if it's a lifestyle, we have to let that lifestyle take full effect in our lives. And that's the power of faith at work. We have to seize the moment, strengthen unity amongst the faith, and set the stage for the next generation. And we will never do that being complacent. We will never do that being passive. We have to focus on a way to create change Focus on the quality versus quantity. Frame a strong form of bond and covenant. Forge lasting friendships and fade away into someone else's grace. 
And the only way we're going to do that is by in, 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 in embarking and establishing a legacy culture of this world through the grace that we can. You got to know that you've been graced for such a time as this. Glory to God. And that if you have been graced in such a time as this, God has enabled you and equipped you with what it takes to 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 take new territory. Amen. So I think that's a that's a good way to kind of bring us to somewhat of a conclusion. Jesus had an impressionable way of impacting the lives of men. And he never impacted the lives of men through manipulating them through word rhetoric, but undeniable truth. He said, if you're going to believe me and believe that the Father is in me, believe it based on what I produce. And the challenge is not only for you to believe, but to also experience what you believe in your embodying those same virtues which will yield even a greater effect. Take us back to John 14. Believe me. Believe me that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. And then he says, whatsoever he shall Ask in my name. That will I do. Why? Because you believe me. And also the Father will get the glory because you believe me. You can't say that if you don't have anything worth believing. Can people look on your interactions with the Father and your relationship with your Heavenly Father through the Lord Jesus Christ? and determine it's worth the life because I have the proof. And if you can't say that, then you need to ask yourself, are you experiencing the God kind of life? Have you truly taken new territory? More on the next lesson. <laughs> I'm out of time, but I do thank you for listening to the broadcast. I trust that whatever you set your hands to do, you will do because greater is he that's within you than he that is within the world. God bless you. Know that we have a lot of changes coming on in the broadcast. We thank you for listening. But it's about to get even better. And you don't want to miss you don't want to miss the new new series that are going to be coming to fruition in the next coming days. And of course you want to close out the year with us strong by participating in um some great and wonderful our things to come. God bless you. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And know that our new time is going to be 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Join us for um, systematic study. We're going to go back into overcoming the world or the overcoming way, rather. And we're going to deal with some more uh, overcoming theology. We're going to go back into theology and amplify our understanding on theology with some of the things that we have covered so far. God bless you and have a wonderful day.